are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Uh, we've got a busy show for you guys today. Literally nothing happened over the last 24 <laughs> hours, Landon, since we last talked. So how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> Not a single scrap of Cowboys news to be found. Uh, uh, look, I, 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 it's these kind of days, these kind of 24-hour periods that I think back to the offseason when like there is nothing going on. And now it's like we've got so much news that we hope that we can get to our regular part of our show today. Uh, so it's, it's, it's feast or famine constantly with following the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Yeah. So we are going to try to get to your questions, but we've got like five big news <laughs> stories that we have to run through. Uh, we're going to take each one kind of quickly. Let's start with Tristan Hill, uh, mm-hmm. late Monday afternoon. It was announced that Tristan Hill will be suspended two games for throwing a punch after Ian Rappaport of NFL media reported that he would not be suspended. Um, something obviously changed. I don't know what. I've got a feeling. I, well, that's not true. I know. I know who th- does the NFL suspensions over there. But uh, yeah, so no Tristan Hill for the next two games. Is that surprising to you? Yeah, it is uh, because I'm pretty sure I saw Kadarius Tony throw a pretty terrible punch at a uh, at a uh, Kazee during a, during a game and then get fined. Uh, you know, twelve thousand. Yep. Yeah, the equivalent of his of his taxes on the game for for. Uh, you know, his payment. So, uh, yeah, I, I am surprised. I'm even more surprised because I was told by someone who works directly for the NFL uh, that works in their media department that he would, in fact, not be suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess the, the 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 front office called down again uh, when they weren't supposed to be calling down and uh, decided to change the outcome uh, as soon as they recognized that somebody with a star on their helmet was the offender. I had a couple people either DM me or quote tweet me and say, yeah, but Marcus, this happened after the game. It's so much worse. We've seen a precedent for this. You're right. We saw Trent Williams punch Richard Sherman right in the face after a game, and he got an $8,000 fine and no suspension. So you're right. We have seen this before. Um, But this seems excessive, right? So it's over $115,000 worth of money that Tristan Hill will be forked up or have to give up, which is the most of any fine of any player this year including Aaron Rodgers, who just – That's un – Yeah, I mean, we don't even need to get into that. We, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But how much does this hurt the Cowboys' defense against the Saints when, you know, they still won't have Neville Gallimore, still no Brent Urban? Uh, what's the impact of not having him? It hurts. I mean, you know, he's he played really well against the run in this last game against the Raiders. He was one of the few bright spots uh, I thought that consistently played well through the game and it was felt like he's starting to develop and come on. Um, you know, I mean, as far as from tr- the Tristan Hills perspective, it's just another thing, man. It's just another, you know, bump on the road of a guy that shows you a little bit, shows you a little bit, shows you a little bit. Okay. 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 Then suddenly yeah. gets hurt or, you know, misses time. And now he's suspended. It's just, it's an unfortunate thing. And then obviously for the Cowboys side of it, um, you know, after a week of having talked over and over about how uh, it, it felt like, you know, there was an unfair uh, punishment on on the Cowboys. There's there's a constant kind of uh, different set of rules for the Cowboys, especially with the referees. 
this is the most suspect thing I've ever seen in my life, man. Like I've never, first of all, I've never heard of somebody getting suspended two games for throwing a punch during an NFL game. Uh, I've seen players throw punches as part of their, you know, in-game play uh, and not get ejected from the game. So the idea that they, they, they have, he has a six figure fine. He's going to miss two games when no one has even missed one game of suspension over this stuff. I don't understand how there's any kind of justification. Like, what's not. what's what's the argument here for why this is legitimate or a, a, a fair punishment? I, I just I'd love to hear the other side of this. The other thing that I was reading, and it was actually from Shereen Williams at Pro Football Talk, is there's a precedent by the NFL if a player is gets gets suspended, you need to let the team know within 48 hours of their previous game ending. That way, you can start to get prepared to play without them. The NFLs didn't suspend him on Saturday or Sunday or even early Monday. It was Monday afternoon after the Cowboys already had practice. And that's just something we don't see very often. So now the Cowboys have to adjust their game plan uh, based on Tristan Hill not playing. And even then, the reason why they do this earlier in the week is so that an appeal can take place and that way you can have it solved before kickoff. Tristan Hill's appeal is supposed to be on Tuesday evening and if they take them 48 hours to kind of look over all that. So it's just it's just a mess all the way uh, through it. That's all. I just imagine the NFL going, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the appeal. Yeah, just don't even worry about that. I, well, <laughs> well, I think we'll tell I, you I the wonder result if they of the forgot. appeal now if you want. I you wonder know? if they forgot the Cowboys play on Thursday. I honestly wonder. Or if they just forgot that they had to go through this ruse of pretending that there is an appeal process that is of any legitimacy oh at gosh. all. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have the 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 kangaroo court we got to go through first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, we'll have that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We can tell you the result now if you'd like. But uh, we'll, we'll have we'll have the appeals court. Uh, so just just to be clear, John Runyon, former Eagles offensive lineman, is the one that hands the suspensions down. Um, do you know who does the appeals? Yeah, that would be Troy Vincent, also a former Eagle quarterback. <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird. Just, crazy. just wanted to put that out. Clearly. So mm-hmm. uh, no Tristan Hill most likely this week or next week. That's certainly a loss. Uh, but the Cowboys could also be without some more players next week. Uh, but I want to tell you about all that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Beachbound. In life, we are all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery or bound for togetherness, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected like the Cowboys certainly are over the last <laughs> couple of days. Uh, yeah. When I'm at a beach resort, I just like to relax, have a couple drinks in my hand. And as long as I got a good view, I'll be all right. So uh, with beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you. No matter what you are looking for, what are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. Uh, all right. Landon, I could use a beach bound vacation after yeah. this last 24 hours. Yes, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. We still have got like seven more games left. It's yeah. a long season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. COVID update for the Cowboys. Nation Wright tests positive. Uh, he is not going to play this week, and we'll see about next week against Washington, just depending on how the protocols shake out. Mike McCarthy, not going to coach this week. They did name Dan Quinn the interim coach for this game. I would expect Mike McCarthy, because he is vaccinated, to probably be back next week for Washington. Yep, that makes sense. And then there's Amari Cooper, who missed 10 days because he is unvaccinated, tested positive for COVID-19. Sounds like he's back in the building, still not feeling well. Mike McCarthy said he still has a bad cough. And there's some real doubt as as to if he's going to be able to play 
this week against the Saints. So uh, just thoughts on all three of those, you know, guys missing time with COVID. I mean, I think the, I mean, you want to make your arguments about vaccination versus unvaccination. Just look at the timeline of these two things, you know, look at what Cooper is. We will be lucky if Cooper doesn't miss a whole month. You know, mm-hmm. because at the, at the end of this, he probably won't play in this game because he's still symptomatic. And we don't really know exactly what COVID is going to do to his body or how well he's going to be able to recover from this. We have all gone with the assumption that, oh, he's going to miss this time because of the COVID protocol. He caught COVID. You know, like there's there's a chance that he's very sick. I mean, it doesn't sound like he is very sick, but it's still enough that there's lingering likely effects for sure. lingering effects. Yeah. It's not just like, Oh, I'm out of the protocol. I'm, I'm a hundred percent. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this just shows you just how unfortunate it was that Cooper didn't get vaccinated because as opposed to potentially just missing one game and not getting, you know, severely sick, he potentially has a more than a mild case and he's going to miss at least three games. I would think I, I would be surprised. First of all, the phrase coughing and in the building being used in the same sentence sounds ill-advised. I'm just going to say that. Uh, and then the idea that he is going to be able to come back to hundred percent after, you know, dealing with a, a respiratory illness uh, you know, is is probably unlikely. So I imagine they, they probably should to... just sit him anyways. Just keep him yeah. home for the next until what? Probably what? He Wednesday shouldn't be in the building. Come back to the building. He shouldn't be in the building. Like, I mean, again, I know if he's coughing, prob- if he's symptomatic, yeah, they, they probably should just keep him at home until they return to practice next Wednesday. I, I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. I agree. I mean, just because this has to stop. Like this yeah. is this has to the Cowboys. Well, they have need him to, to feel better. They, I don't think it yeah. does anybody good to have a compromised Amari Cooper on the field. It, we know that he's probably still banged up from other injuries he's had this year with the hamstring and the knee and the plantar fasciitis. Why not just give him ten more days and we'll see what he looks like next week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, you know, you cut your losses a little bit and just hope that he can get back next week feeling a little bit better and you know fully over. Uh, his symptoms because this is just dumb, man. I mean, <laughs> like you, you just keep, you keep putting risk in, into this and you keep getting more and more people testing positive. Like they need to stop this because it, it's this plus the injuries. And, and it probably, it probably wouldn't have been so bad if it didn't have both is really put a huge blunt in all the momentum this team has had going into yeah. the end of November. So uh, yeah, they need to, they need to stop this. They need to make sure that, that, Cooper's completely healthy before bringing him back in. Uh, and it's just, again, it's super unfortunate. It's super unfortunate mm-hmm. that, you know, th- these decisions are causing Cooper to miss three really important games that they need him. Uh, you know, and I, again, for him personally, you, you think he didn't want to play the Raiders? Like, I know. I mean, I know. So I, I think it's, uh, yeah, we are where we are, but I think the Cowboys need to play it safe at this point and just make sure that, that they don't, you know, continue to become a petri dish of COVID. Uh, for, for the rest of the season. All right. We should also talk about <laughs> Jerry Jones was on fire this morning, but uh, oh, he man. said that Ezekiel Elliott will play on Thursday. And not only will he play, he'll have a, I believe he called a serious load is the exact a word. Full he, load is what I thought it was. Wasn't a it? Full load, a full load. Um, phrasing Jerry, phrasing, phrasing Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it never, it's on purpose at this point. I have to think, right? I think so. So how did we go Landon from, 
Uh, the Cowboys are considering resting Ezekiel Elliott for a couple of weeks to help his need to. He's going to get a full workload against the one of the best run defenses in football on Thursday Night Football. Well, see, see, what's going on here is that Mike McCarthy is trying to play coy and be a head coach, and Jerry Jones is playing Jerry Jones. So, you know, he's going to tell you what he wants to tell you when he wants to tell you it. So, Is it smart, though? I I, I guess no. I just don't understand no. it. Why? Why, no. why why do we need Ezekiel Elliott to have a full workload in this Thursday game after they've just played two games in, what, seven days, ten days? Four days. Uh, again, two games in four days, right? I'm taking what Jerry's saying with the with the with the same number of grains of salt that he put on that 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 breakfast sandwich. Oh, that's <laughs> like, a lot though. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you know, he's probably just, telling the truth. He may be telling the truth, or he may be telling the truth as he understands it right now. You know, so I I will. It'll be interesting to see. I you know I thought for sure after hearing those comments, and I know I wasn't the only person uh, that 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 lingering you know, announcement for COVID situations is going to end up being Tony Pollard. That's exactly um, what I thought. Well, and here's the truth. Uh, Jerry Jones said we have one player that's probably not going to be available yeah. and another that might not be. So I'm not saying that be. I know anything, but there's still a chance it could be, right? Maybe that's yeah. part of the reason we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, uh, I generally take what Jerry says about stuff, you know, with, with that kind of level. A lot of times it's true. A lot of times it's overly true. But it, I, I'm not holding it as a gospel quite yet. I mean, again, what's what does a full load mean? Some, somebody equated that to 30 plus touches, and I'm like, that that mm. doesn't necessarily a full load could be relative to what his full load is for this year, which is something like you know 20 25 touches. So we'll see. Even that would be a lot. Do you know the last time that Absolutely. he's had uh, more than 17 carries in a game was back in October against the Giants? Over the last yeah. six weeks, he's averaging twelve carries a game. October is when he hurt his knee too. So uh, I just yeah, I, I mean, I, I, even twelve carries. I just don't think they they need that this week against the Saints. I think the best way to beat them is through the air. But um, we shall see. All right, one more bit of news before we move on to questions. And Man. my goodness, what a, what a day of questions. Um, Taysom Hill is going to be the starting <laughs> quarterback for the Saints. It's the first time he's going to be the starter uh, for this team this season. Does that make you nervous at all? No. Uh, you know, I mean, I, there's something it makes to the me idea more nervous that he's excited. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, you know, that he's excited that, you know, he's going to prepare. Like, he's going to give it his all. Uh, I'm, the Cowboys always get everybody's best shots. Um, uh, you know, I, I think Taysom Hill is limited as a quarterback. And – if you can't stop a Taysom Hill at quarterback situation, uh, you know, then you've got, you've got problems. I, I, I will say that it's not so much Taysom Hill that makes me concerned. It's, 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 it's Sean, you know, uh, it, it, it's Sean Payton. Yeah. It's Sean Payton. I was just trying to say, my brain wanted to say McVeigh, but it's Sean Payton that I'm concerned about. I'd rather it's face Sean McVay Payton than Payton right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Sean, it's Sean Payton that you worry about, like, you know, in conjunction with, with that, and that he clearly has an investment in Taysom Hill and, and likes him playing the position. He'll draw up some crazy stuff. There definitely will be some stuff that we've never seen before that's going to show up. Uh, they're going to add a lot of variance into this uh, situation. It's not Taysom Hill so much uh, that I'm concerned about, but I will say that 
this offense concerns me because of the – I think it's a – the sum of those parts are – the whole is better than the sum of those parts, I guess. You know, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think when you put it all together with Sean Payton, you get – they've got their their two running backs back. Um, Ryan Ranchuk looks like he's going to be back. Taron yeah. Armstead looks like he's going to be back. Their offensive line's really good when it's healthy. Absolutely. And that's what makes you nervous. Like, are they just going to run the ball 40 times in this game and challenge Maybe. the Cowboys to get off the field that way? Who knows? Like, they, it could be a really shortened game plan where every possession on offense is so important for Dallas. And without Amari Cooper, it could be in, in a banged up Ezekiel Elliott. It could be tough sledding out there for Dallas. Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, that's where I have concerns is that the offense has the ability to move the ball. Taysom Hill is not the, you know, even though he's the quarterback and that's who we usually have the, obviously the most concern with uh, when facing an offense, this is one of those cases where even with Simeon, honestly, I think, you know, you, you think that with Simeon that, that he adds more variance when they're throwing the football, but I don't know that he does. I think Taysom Hill is kind of a, you know, a hit and miss quarterback as well. So yep. it's more, it's more that, you know, what is Peyton going to draw up with these components that he has? They're getting healthier. Their offense is going to look a lot better than we expect a, an offense led by a Taysom Hill quarterback would, would look. Yeah. I mean, they've found ways to win with Taysom Hill before as a quarterback, they like to run the ball a ton, take shots down the field, they're going to do some weird stuff on a Thursday night game on prime time. Yep. You just know that they will. Uh, we even saw it last week. They had a fake punt against Buffalo. Uh, yeah. They went for like fourth and seven from their own 30. Uh, it's going to, be, it's going to be a much harder game than I think a lot of Cowboy fans are maybe anticipating. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. We're going to preview the game tomorrow. There's a crossover show that comes out on Thursday. So, uh, but I want to get to your guys' questions. You guys sent us like 40 questions. Uh, and we're going to get to them now. But before we do that, I should tell you guys about Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Landon, let's get to the questions. Uh, this first one is about Micah Parsons because everybody wants to know where is he going to line up this week with Demarcus Lawrence back? Is this a game where we maybe see him more as a linebacker? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I think that they're certainly going to get his snaps in as a pass rusher. I mean, he's just too valuable as a pass rusher to not give him you know plenty of snaps there i think you know although this is a perfect game for him to be the quarterback spy just just say yeah yeah absolutely i mean and i think with you know like you mentioned with the you know the opportunity for them to potentially run the ball a whole bunch this may be not the best game for him to be playing defensive you know because you don't that's one area where you you do have some concern with you know guys like especially with against a teron armstead and ryan ramchek is like it's those are guys who can bury defensive ends uh, in the run game. That's so, why it's so nice to have Demarcus Lawrence back. Right? Exactly. I will say the one bright shining thing here is the fact that you have Demarcus Lawrence coming back. And I will say this too. I think Dorrance Armstrong has played really good football these last few weeks, especially against the run. So um, I, I am excited to kind of see what they have uh, opposite of each other to, to kind of 
allow uh, uh, Parsons to kind of take a step back and play linebacker a little bit more, which will help in the run game, which will help as a spy uh, for all those reasons. That doesn't mean that you don't deploy him as a pass rusher on third down and obvious passing downs. I just think that they're, uh, you know, the, the previous few weeks, the Cowboys have been lucky because they've kind of run into a, 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 a group of, of backup tackles uh, yeah. or, or guys that are, are, you know, kind of replacement level starters at least. And so I think that that is why you've seen more of a deployment of, of Parsons on the defensive end is, is because he can really take advantage of those guys. And not that he can't take advantage of, of uh, Ramchek and, and Armstead. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a lot uh, more diff- difficult, right? It's just, they are, those, these guys are two of the best. I mean, you know, our, uh, they may be the, the best pack, tackle pair in the league. I think they are. With yeah. Healthy. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think that you, you likely are, probably going to put Parsons in a spot where he's able to make the most plays. And this week uh, that may be kind of more snaps at linebacker than he has been getting in previous weeks, simply because there's not quite the disadvantage uh, on the offensive line that the Parsons faced the last few weeks. I will say this is a game where I think I'd love to see Parsons and J Ron be your linebackers on most passing downs, right? Just give you some more speed and size there because I'd, I mean, if Taysom Hill is going to beat them throwing the ball down the field in tight coverage against Diggs and Brown, so be it, right? Yeah. You just can't on third and eight give up a nine-yard run. That, that's where you're going to lose the game if that kind of stuff happens, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, that's you know, the kind of the, – the place where the Cowboys have lucked out because Demarcus Lawrence really helps your game plan here. He is the maybe the best – run defender defensive lineman in the league. Certainly the best defensive yep. end, I would say, uh, in the run game. So uh, having him back is makes it an equal task for whoever he's lining up against uh, the offensive tackle-wise. And it just kind of helps put your defense back into a better position to deploy the players in a spot that can help face the kind of offense that they're facing this week. Uh, next question from Robbie. Is the Washington football team a legitimate concern now they are five and six and five division oh, God, games yes. left to go, including two against the Cowboys? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, it, it, they're only the, a concern the thing if over Dallas again. completely falls off, right? Yeah. Like, this is all Dallas is to lose. Like, if Dallas falls off, then it doesn't matter who's beneath them. Yeah. Like, they're, I mean, they're just, if the Cowboys can't win a football game four straight weeks in a row, five straight weeks in a row, then. It, you know, then whoever is down there is probably going to catch up. Look, I mean, if you watch that game last night, Seattle is just a mess. It need, they need to blow up that whole franchise and start over. And if you watch Washington, you know, they were – they scored like – what was the final score? Like I think the 16 to, to 9 or something like that. It, I mean, it wasn't like – they were moving the ball at times, but it also looked like Seattle was lost. There are still times when you're watching Taylor Heineke throw like a 10 yard comeback route and the ball takes like a full five minutes to get there. Like there was one I, I really, I, that was like where, uh, where Terry was wide open and on a, on a comeback route and Heineke threw the ball. And by the time it got there, the cornerback had broken on the ball and gotten to it and was able to make the breakup. I, I think that they have found a good way of moving the football uh, they've been able they've had some success recently running the football uh i mean it's not dissimilar to what's going on with the eagles man it's just yeah. like they've kind of feasted on some teams that are hurting a little bit uh and now they feel like uh they're contenders despite not being at 500 yet 
I feel the same way about Washington that I feel like the Eagles. One of those teams is probably going to get to eight wins. One of them might even get to nine wins. It's certainly possible. But if Dallas doesn't get to 10, there's something really wrong, right? Like it it would be shocking if Dallas doesn't get to 10 wins. And if they don't, they don't really deserve to win this division anyways because it's it's been theirs to lose the entire season, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I still remain confident that this team is going to figure it out. So – all right, let's get back to a couple more questions. Uh, a couple of people want to know, have teams figured out Kellen Moore in the Cowboys offense? No, I mean, I don't think that that's what's what's going on is is that and, – and, and, and I well, let's go ahead and lump in some of these other questions. Have teams figured out our, our run game, right? What's going on with the run game? Because I saw a lot of those questions too. I think the combination of injury – has has left the Cowboys kind of one dimensional in in a lot of ways. I mean, look, you lose both of your starting wide receivers, and you don't have any threat anybody threatening on the outside, or at least to the point that's going to make you not stack the box against the run, right? And once you can do that, the Cowboys suddenly become less uh, balanced, less able to kind of do what they want as they please, uh, and teams can kind of focus in on certain ways of stopping the Cowboys that makes it difficult. They can load up the box uh, and then kind of, you know, play coverage on the back end with, you know, your backup wide receivers. And it makes the whole thing a lot easier because you don't have to worry about the threat of, of Cooper. You don't have to worry about the threat of CD lamb. I mean, Gallup is just kind of getting back. I mean, and they'll take three or four shots from Gallup a, a game. If you can complete them, if, if you're not, constantly hitting them down the field with passes to Cooper and Lamb as well. So I think it's more just that the injuries combined with, uh, you know, unforced errors in changing your, your, your offensive line lineup. uh, It it made for a poor mix of uh, offensive stability. And then you suddenly become one dimensional in, in a dimension that, you're not quite comfortable yet because you're not quite comfortable yet because you have two brand new starters on the offensive line that you're relying on, on, you know, digging out yeah. people and creating holes. Uh, it's, it's just was an ugly combination, especially then added in on a short week, you know? So I don't think it's a figuring it out schematic wise. I think it's a personnel issue. I agree with you. There's also some part of this that they've had some bad luck. And when I mean bad luck, I mean some bad calls like last week. They had a 39-yard run by Tony Pollard that got taken back by a very questionable holding call by Tyler Biotish. It was actually the sixth run of 20 or more yards that the Cowboys had called back due to a holding call. Uh, And they lead the league in offensive holdings, which – okay. I mean, they just had some bad luck, right? If Tony Pollard hits that 31-yard gain, all of a sudden now they have 100 yards rushing. Pollard's averaging six yards per carry, and I don't think we're worried about the run game, really. Just some bad luck. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and uh, whatever you want to call luck or uh, whatever you want to call what's going on with the refs, that's, that is something that is happening to the Cowboys. Something, yeah, they are getting a lot of flags thrown on there for whatever reason because whatever. they're holding, because they're wearing white jerseys. I don't know. It's just happening. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. So tomorrow we'll be back to preview the Cowboys Saints game. We'll probably have a better idea of who's in and who's out for the Cowboys. We are crossing our fingers. No more COVID tests, positive COVID tests, because my goodness, this team Seriously. is already so decimated. Uh, but we should know more about Amari Cooper. We should know more about the practice report from Tuesday. Uh, so keep an eye on that. On Thursday, we'll have a crossover show with Ross Jackson from Lockdown Saints. Make sure you guys are checking him out over He's there. 
Uh, and then Friday, Landon, we'll be talking about hopefully, hopefully, a Cowboys win over the Saints in New Orleans. Uh, so make sure you're downloading the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time.